Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be reflecting about... Wait, hold on. Are you laughing at how I said Sisters Who Posh? No. Well, I was a little distracted, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I felt it, too. (laughs) This week, we will be talking about the summer slowdown, sales being a little slower in the summer, what we're doing, our reactions to that. Yes, the summer, it's always one of those challenging times in retail and with reselling. So really, anytime there's a big change in season. So we're going to dive into what that means for us, what that's been looking like, as well as how we are going to try to turn the tide here. Yeah. But before we get into that, what is new this week? Yeah, not much has been new for me reselling. I haven't really gone sourcing in the last couple of weeks. This past weekend, I spent pretty much the whole weekend painting my bedroom and making this like mural on the wall. So that was pretty fun. But I did have a really good sales day yesterday, randomly. (laughs) I sold three things and it's been a while since I sold three things in one day. When I'm not like running a sale or anything. So that was really motivating, to be honest. Yeah, it came at like the perfect time, too. We were writing the outline for this episode all about like, you know, maybe sales have been a little slower. Maybe we've been feeling discouraged. And they're like, actually, I'm kind of having like a, my best sales day in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I just like needed to talk about it. And then it just kind of turned around. So hopefully that continues. But yeah, not too much here. I, I do plan to go sourcing this week. And then I'm actually going back to Phoenix again next week. We are driving there and stopping in Albuquerque for a few days. So I I might have to look up a Goodwill or thrift store there to check out. That'd be really fun to see what kind of styles they have. What's new with you this week? Well, can we just take a minute of you coming to Phoenix, like during the hottest time of the year, multiple times? (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like hot in Dallas too so it's like you'd think you'd want to escape it but you're just like turn it up a notch <laughs> yeah it was like 106 today but it felt like 114 the app said so that but oh, that's perfect because think... it is 114 here <laughs> either kidding. way I'll be staying inside so <laughs> <laughs> true true for me not much is new either I been checking out some different spots for sourcing over the last couple weeks so I went normally I stay usually in like the same part of Phoenix maybe branch out a little further to like a different part of Phoenix but mostly just those same two areas and the other day I was just inspired to check out like a totally different one of the cities here so I went over to like the Peoria Glendale kind of area and stopped at a few different Uh, thrift stores there and I actually found a lot of good stuff so I need to do that more often when I need to shake things up 
just try out some new locations and then not feel like so stuck in one area. So that was super fun. And then yesterday, then I went back to one of my old standbys, the one closest to my house. Of course. (laughs) And okay. I've been going, I go to that one all the time because it's just convenient as far as thrifting. And when I went in yesterday, I don't know what was going on, but like someone had just dropped off like their whole wardrobe or something. Like I found so many really good brands and all of them seem to be like the same size. So I think it was all from one person. I just know it had to be. I found yeah. like a bunch of dresses. I found a Majorelle dress, which is a brand that is sold on Revolve and it was new with tags. So I was really excited about that find. Oh, a really exciting find. I found a bunch of Lululemon biker shorts all three different styles and two of them were new with tags. And one of them is like excellent condition. Like I think they might've just took the tag off and it it's like the yeah. same as the ones that are yeah. new with tags. So oh I was gosh. so excited about those and the thrift store didn't have them priced up very high. So that was really awesome. And then I found yes. a couple home finds and one of them I was really excited about. I literally gasped when I saw it because I recognized it from your Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> It is one of those like round mirrors that's sold. This one is sold at Target, I think under the hearth and hand, like Magnolia line. Yeah. And yeah, Maddie has it in her house and now I'm going to have it in my house too. Yes. Where are you going to put it? That's what I'm not sure yet. I just know I needed it. Like I will find a spot for it. They had it marked at $19.99, but with my coupon, it ended up being like $16 then. So, and it was new in box, brand new. So yeah, like I had to buy it. I know. I don't really know where I want to put it. If you have any suggestions, I'm kind of excited you'll be here <gasps> next week. True. So you can help me figure out where's the best Find spot for it. Yeah. We'll have to post a picture once you have it hung up. Yes. Yes, we will. Where it is. It's always, it's always fun when you thrift something that like I've definitely like just almost bought that full price at target like many times right or something similar you know yeah when you actually score something you were wanting to buy anyway like at just a really good deal and it's like new that is like the ultimate exhilarating moment for thrifting for sure awesome i do have one other update i just thought of so (gasps) i maybe a year ago i bought these table runners like linen table runners in like three different colors to put on our dining room table and I used a gift card that we got for our wedding but it was like to a store that like we never shop at so it's been like this like joke of like when are we gonna use the gift card because like I don't know just like we just always forget about it and then we finally used the gift card and bought these but they're linen, and, like, if you wash them, then they're, like, so wrinkled. Yeah. <laughs> and I steamed it. I don't know. It just, like, wasn't working for us. And I've been, like, trying to make it work for, like, months now of having these different table runners. Finally, <laughs> me and Bjorn both were just, like, do you, do you even, like, like these? <laughs> I feel like this is not, this is not it. So, you know what? I'm not really into these. Like, they don't look great. I don't think we even own an iron. Like, I just have a steamer. So, if I had an iron, I could probably really make these look good. But they kind of just always look dingy. And dingy. (laughs) 
<laughs> we understood. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up listing them last Tuesday, all three of them on Poshmark. And one of them sold this morning, which was just so exciting. I don't know. It's just like motivating to clean out. We always talk about like cleaning out our own personal closets to list stuff, but like random household goods that maybe just like aren't fitting. Yeah. You're not ended up using like you might as well just list them and then, you know, make some money on it. So that was really motivating to look around and see if there's anything else I'm not using anymore to list. So. Okay, so the main event of today's episode, we're talking about summer slowdown, which if you don't know, it's a phenomenon, especially in the reselling community. I always hear about it when summer is looming near that people are worried their sales are going to slow down. It just seems like for whatever reason, people just aren't shopping the same way that they were in the beginning of the year, in the spring, or in the later parts of the year. It always seems like the sales really start taking a hit in June and July, so we just wanted to talk a little bit today about our experience with that and have an honest chat about how we are feeling with our sales, motivation levels, and all of that. Because, of course, when sales slow down, sometimes it can be a little discouraging. Yeah. I, to be totally honest, like I have been really not motivated with Poshmark recently. I feel like I'm doing our normal advice of like sending out the offers sharing my closet interacting with buyers and just like not seeing the same results which just makes me like not motivated to go out and like source new stuff or you know put in the extra work to make sales but yeah I do like you brought it up that almost at this exact same time last year I was like super discouraged as well (laughs) and you're like it's that time of year that the sales are kind of harder to get almost. Yeah. And that's something to just keep in mind. Yeah, for me too. I mean, we've even made jokes like how July was my worst month ever last year and we're just prepping for July because it was going to be crazy. And last year, I think we wrote off a lot of it because it's like, oh, I was traveling a lot. Like, that's why. But also some of it can just be that seasonality and you never want to like make excuses for slow sales, but the seasons of the year, that's how like retailers plan for their sales forecast for the year too. You know, they know some months are going to be higher traffic than other months and like planning for that accordingly can help in your reselling business too. Right. Yeah. Like if you think about it, most people will buy their summer clothes if they have to buy any new like jean shorts or swimwear or dresses in April or May because they're like excited for it to be warm outside again, you know? And then it's like, by the time it's getting later into the summer, it's like, well, they already bought those clothes and they're not really like searching for new items right now. Yeah. And it's still like hot enough. Still feels like the middle of summer where like shopping for fall and winter is not really on the brain yet for a lot of people. Right. Unless you have like a specific event that you're like prepping for in advance. Yeah. Like I know for us, like, you know, we were both getting kind of down on ourselves about, oh, like it feels like the stuff we've been doing or like talking about as our top tips. Some of it doesn't even seem like it's been working the last few weeks. Yeah. And that can be really discouraging. But then thinking about ourselves, it's like, I'm not really shopping for new summer outfits right now, unless it's like, oh, I'm going to this wedding and I don't have something yet. Right. It's really specific. You kind of have your, your spring and summer wardrobe set by this point. Most people do, you know? Right. 
But yeah, we were both feeling a little down and out because the sales have been slowing down a little bit. We both had run a sale earlier in the month. And yeah, like when you look at the graph for like the month, it's like the majority of our sales came from those sales weekends when we were running a promotion. Right. So it's hard to kind of stay motivated with reselling through all that. But after we even like opened up to each other about how we were feeling, we both felt a lot better. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to do the same with this episode, just kind of keep it real, share about where we're at with everything. And then we're both taking the approach that we're going to be more focused on like, okay, like summer's wrapping up. How can we like prep and be ready and set for a successful next season? Right. Exactly. Hopefully the next couple of weeks of July go well for us, but we're not like really pushing for that. We're more pushing for, like you said, like the last, you know, August, September, the next fall season. So right. that's what we'll be focusing on. We did take a look at some of our stats, just looking at our seller insights in our Poshmark to, you know, figure out, okay, when does it like turn around? Does this actually happen every year? Like what's going on? Like I pulled mine up, filtered it for the last 12 months. So like it shows August to July right now. And my August 2021 was my best month (laughs) in the graph overall so that's like really motivating to me that like August last year went so well because I don't think July last year went that well I can see it on here it didn't (laughs) (laughs) didn't. beating around the bush for like I don't think it will no it didn't we know mine didn't go well (laughs) yeah because if you filter it for compared to prior periods too then you can see like prior periods that kind of self-explanatory but and then also looking at my September 2020 was a really high sales month for me too so that's really motivating that like August and September historically for me have been kind of my best months is that similar for you for yours yeah let me pull it up quick but that's that's where both you and I yesterday when we were chatting, we're like, we can take comfort in like those, in actually looking at your stats and finding that light at the end of the tunnel. So we're not like just feeling like it's going to be hopeless and slow sales forever. Right. It never is. It not just bringing around. all our stuff to Buffalo and just piecing out. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah. You want to, it's, it's hard when you run your own business because like your emotions can get really tied to your sales, like peaks and valleys. Yeah. You always have to remember that it's, it's going to swing around and turn around. And the best thing you can do is know when those slow times may be coming and know, and knowing when last year it did turn around, that can kind of help us plan for this year to make sure that we can make up some ground there. Right. Yeah. That's the same as me. So July was my like worst month of 2021 last year. It's going like, I wouldn't say it's going like horrible. Like I feel like I'm hanging in a little better this year than last year, but like not how I've been performing the other months so far right. this spring. Still seeing that dip. And then both August and September and like all the rest of the months starting then peaked way higher and then continued to increase like through the end of the year, through November. So we can just both feel better like knowing that, that it did turn around last year when we were in the same situation. Definitely. So that is where we were chatting about 
is it really worth our time and effort this last bit of July and even maybe the first couple weeks of August while where there is, we are seeing a little bit of this summer slowdown instead of focusing on that and like trying to bend over backwards to do, take all these actions that like may or may not result in more sales, just it being a slower time. We want to be more focused on gearing up for that August month where we know we did better last year and what did well last year. So we can make sure to like maximize on that again. So we have a list of a few things we've been reflecting on that we wanted to go over for the podcast here. So the first one is researching fall trend reports. Like the two biggest times of year for shopping are when the season shift, either like to fall and winter and then from fall and winter to spring and summer. Like when you think about like fashion week in New York, even like that's when the big fashion shows are. That's when the new trends are coming out, I guess, for those next two seasons. And right. we're like right before that right now. And that's something we've joked about on the podcast because both of us are a little bit basic. Honestly, especially before we got into reselling and being more interested in like these higher end brands, we we both shop at like Target, mall brands. That's like what we wear. We're more like Okay, on the Devil Wears Prada, when they're like picking out the trends in the room, Randa Priestley, or if we're like Anne Hathaway and like behind on the trends, like we were falling more on the Anne Hathaway side. Yeah. <laughs> Before the makeover. Yes. Before the Daniel Tucci or Stanley <laughs> Tucci, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So, so spending more time, you know, we've done this more so as we've been reselling because it's so helpful to know like what the trends people are looking for are and what the hot items are but going into the fall season really prepared so we know like what we're sourcing what styles we're on the lookout for and how those styles that have been popular in spring and summer are like what's going to be like the new thing coming this fall especially since we have been doing it for a couple years now like making sure we know what the current like 2022 trend is rather than like oh in the past I've sold a lot of you know this brand of jeans and that brand of jeans we're like now that it's been a couple years we need to make sure we're like current really looking for those current styles that people will be looking for this year I think we're going to do some research over the next couple weeks and then that'll be a whole episode of a trend report a trend report for fall I'm really excited about that. I think that'll be really helpful for us. Yeah. And it is always fun seeing like the new stuff that's upcoming and being like, oh, I, oh, I like, love that trend or, oh, like, I don't really understand that trend. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We're excited about that. Another thing we are doing, it's looking in Poshmark to see what is actually selling right now. So filtering for a specific brand or even like within a brand like Revice and then filtering for like jeans and then filtering for sold to see like which styles are actually even selling right now just to make sure we are picking up the right styles. So like we're not just picking up any old Revice jeans. We're picking up like the ones that people are actually searching for and buying right now at a specific, you know, higher price point. We don't want to be hitting the ones that people are selling for like $10. (laughs) yeah so and I think that's always good too to be like really realistic of like what is actually the things that are selling and even filtering by like which price point is like your average sales price point that you're looking for so you can 
not be like wishful thinking with how much things are going to sell for. And then also when you're looking at the sold comps, just something to keep in mind too, that some items might have sold in bundles. So if something sells in a bundle, then the sold price won't reflect the bundle price. It'll show just what the item was listed at. So if someone had a bundle of like three items and each of the items was $100, but the total bundle that they sold it for was $100, each of those listings will still stay $100. So it kind of inflates the solds. Yes. <laughs> so that's something to think about if you're looking at solds and like all of them are selling for like $20, but then there's one for like $100. That is probably, don't think that's going to be you. Like I feel like I've yeah. done that before where I'm like, <laughs> oh, this one sold for like $100. And yeah, because it was in a bundle, probably like, I think just keeping that in mind and like being more realistic about that. I feel like it's so hard when you find a good item at a thrift store, and then you check the comps, and it's like, not great. It's so hard to like, put it back. (laughs) But I know, because you're like, well, you're trying to force it to work. And right sometimes it's just not gonna work that's so important to keep in mind like if you if there's like 10 comps for you to look at and nine of them are for 20 like you're saying and one is for 98 like you're not gonna be the exception that's like oh someone did so I can sell it for that much like it's just not right another thing we are reflecting on just kind of doing like a self-check on which sales driving actions have been working for us lately and what hasn't been working We've been reselling online for a couple of years now. And, you know, if you've listened to the podcast episodes, we've tried all sorts of different actions that we've taken to help try to make extra sales. Sometimes we go through phases where we're like really into like closet clear out or we're really into doing X, Y, Z to make more sales, stopping to take stock of like, okay, which ones when I'm doing them like are working lately and which ones are kind of like a waste of my time right now. Because I'm not seeing the same results that I used to. Because things are always changing, especially, you know, on all these reselling apps. So it's, you want to make sure you're staying up to date with what's actually working for you and your business. Definitely. One thing we were looking at was our listing prices. So for the last maybe like six months plus, we've gone the route of listing our items a little bit higher. So then we can offer deeper discounts because we've been having luck in the past (laughs) with that of listing it higher and then you know the the customer sees a bigger discount 30% off 40% off or something and purchasing the item that has worked for us pretty well but recently like we've been sending out when we send out our Friday offers with like 40 50% off we haven't really seen the same results as we did last year when we do the same thing or six months ago when we do the same thing. So that's kind of made us stop and be like, people aren't reacting to these deep discounts like they used to, at least like that's what we're seeing in our closet. So we're thinking we might shake up our pricing strategy and maybe list items a little bit closer to where we'd actually want to sell them to and then send out smaller discounts so I mean in the end it's like we're making the same amount of money but it's just like how to get there (laughs) yeah on my closet especially over the last year I've my things are priced almost like double what I'm really planning to target sell sell them at almost like I'm planning to sell almost everything at like a 50% off at this point 
And if I sell it for like a little more than that, great. But that's kind of where the pricing strategy has been. Yeah. Like it seems like there's a fine line where it's like, if they're priced too high, then they aren't getting as many, they're not getting as much interest or likes. So then I don't even have people to send offers to. So maybe readjusting that if, if it's, and I know with, I know it's a touchy subject, but like the changing of the algorithm and how the search is working, especially like on Poshmark specifically, I don't know that it works the same way it did where people would find and like my items, even if they were priced high and then I could get them to buy it by sending 40, 50% off offer. Right. So I've been really thinking about really going with a fine tooth comb through my inventory to look at the pricing strategy and maybe do more of like a 20 to 30% increase to what I'm targeting to sell them at. Yeah. Just so more people could find the item. The other thing to look at with that is since the trends are changing so fast and like different brands are like more popular or in demand, one brand that's doing well now, three months ago, maybe it wasn't, or maybe three months ago it was doing really well. And now it's not, things are moving so fast that kind of like how we probably once a year do a full inventory of our inventory, just to make sure like everything's organized and like we know where everything is and nothing's missing doing like a pricing inventory um, to make sure that the prices are still, in line with the comps and then set to your target. Definitely. Yeah. I even took some time earlier today and process of like making the prices a little more realistic. I, I think our, that's how we started out when we started out yeah. on Poshmark, we were marking items at like 20 to 30% higher than the sales price we were really hoping for. And then with our offers and closet clear out messages, we kind of got down to that, price that we were hoping for where in the last six months to a year we've been doing you know like you were saying almost double of the price we were really hoping to get for the item and then sending out those big friday offers for like half off or 40 percent off or whatever yeah i think i'm definitely going to be changing that out and kind of along those lines with the closet clear out versus Friday offers method of on the closet clear out days, sending out a message of offering a discount so that they get the, the $4.99 shipping versus sending offers to everyone on Fridays uh, at a deeper discount. We've noticed like the Friday offers are not working <laughs> recently. Like I have not had a lot of takers and when I've participated in the closet clear out days, like it hasn't been great or anything. I don't want to give the wrong idea, but like it's been a couple people here and there, you know, actually taking it. So I think that kind of goes along with the pricing strategy. Like we were talking about looking at the different methods that we have used and realizing like the Friday offers are maybe not working for our closets at this moment. So let's focus on the closet clear out messages for, you know, the next couple months and then reassess of, if that's working, if we want to switch it back or something. Yeah. I think that's one of those where it's like actually taking the step back to reflect on what has been working, where we are seeing more sales when we do a certain action and following suit. Right. Cause I feel like for a while, like for a long time we were just doing the Friday. Okay. So for a long time we we're doing the closet clear outs. Then for a long yes. time we were just doing the Friday offers. And then for the last like three months, I've been kind of doing both like yeah. intermittently, but I don't think that's a great idea either. Because 
<laughs> and you're like sending yeah. these people so many offers they like kind of yeah. devalues the items especially in combination of those two things with the pricing strategy like my i've been sending like pretty deep offers like pretty much every two weeks honestly i'll send like a half off offer yeah on fridays yeah i feel like we haven't been seeing as much where it like like the first few times we did it we would get like a ton of sales from doing it and of course it's like they don't send to the same people then after that all the time so the first few times might be better because of that but i'm still copy listing everything after 60 days so it's like in theory it should be a pretty good one like every 60 days then because it's all the new stuff yeah it just seems like for whatever reason like people aren't it's it's like almost devaluing the items where it's like okay well why do you have it marked so high and then right you're trying to sell it at half off it's almost like well something wrong with this or like I don't know you know what I mean so, yeah and then it makes it hard because then when you want to run a sale it's like well I already was sending them all like fifty percent off offers like right a month exactly and then they're like well why would I buy it now because <laughs> you sent me a fifty percent off offer last week maybe you'll send me even a better offer yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> And sometimes like my new stuff, new stuff would be like in with the sending a deep offer off. So it's like, I was trying to keep up with that. Mine was all just sending it, but yeah, I should have been more (laughs) on top of that. Yeah. Cause originally I think that, I mean the, the good Friday offer strategy is really sending like over like the 60 days that an item is live in your closet, starting out with like 20% offers, then 30% offers, then 40%, yeah. then 50. So that's like, they're always being sent to everyone, but at like different discounts. I think you just are sending out sending, 50s. I think we started sending yeah, those out last spring and like consistently every week, I would see like a little jump of sales on Fridays. Yeah. And so like, it was really working for a while where you'd have like a couple extra sales yeah. on Friday because of it so and that's maybe think- it'll come around again and we'll switch back but just like it has not been working right now that's what I, I think it has something to do with it because it just seems like even with sharing your closet the same amount of times per day if not more times per day this year than last year it's we're not getting as many likes as we used to per item just like randomly we're not even yeah. getting as many notifications really then it's like when we're sending out these offers, they're not going, they used to go out to like 10 likes on this item and 13 likes on this item. And now it goes out to like five or six people. So it's just less potential buyers than when you do the Friday offers now than it used to be this time last year. Remember when I used to have my notifications on? Oh yeah. (laughs) That is not good work-life balance. (laughs) I just like, that jumped in my mind and I was like, what was I doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I love having the notifications but yeah I can't because it's just your phone is actually like I said it's so I think I said a sale notification though yeah it came up again so on my iPad the notifications are on oh yeah and I, I guess I don't really use my iPad that much kind of like go through phases with it but when Rick was in the hospital, we had like brought it to the hospital since their TV show selection and movie selection at the hospital TV was not up Subpar. to speed. <laughs> <laughs> so he had the iPad so we could watch some shows and whatever he was doing on there. And it's like scrolling at the top of the notifications <laughs> from Poshmark throughout the day. So <laughs> not to mention Mercari and Depop, but it's just like it can really. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, full time, full time push notifications. 
Then another thing I've been trying to focus on is like, okay, well, how do I get more likes on the items? So then when I do some right. offers, like they have a wider audience. And I know we had talked a couple months ago about Grateful Posher. Her whole thing is like she shares to the parties a couple times a day, sharing like community shares of people's items from parties. She just shares to her feed. Right. And we've both dabbled in that a little bit especially in May, I feel like I was doing it almost every day just to try it. Cause it was so interesting to me. Like that was one of our hot, like hot takes we've had in the past where we were like, the posh parties are a waste of time. Like don't do them. They don't do anything. Yeah. So to hear that someone believed in them so strongly was like, like, huh, that makes me want to try it out and like see for myself. Cause I really have never given the parties a full try to be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was sharing to like two of the parties per day like 500 items from each party. And it, I wouldn't say it necessarily leads to more sales, but in a way it did because it was like, I would get so many notifications from sharing to the party. Now, like 90% of the notifications are just people sharing your items back. So that's not necessarily leading to a sale, but like I would get likes in there too, that I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have gotten those likes if I hadn't shared to those parties. Right. And then having those extra likes was extra people that I could reach out to with like an offers to likers or a closet clear out message or, you know, for my sales that I run or whatever it might be. So in that way, it did help get some of my items in front of more people. Yeah. So that's something I do want to continue experimenting with because not saying that this could be the sole reason why, but I was doing it pretty consistently in May and June and I saw really good sales in May and June. And then July has been a little crazy. Like we mentioned in last week's episode, I was back and forth from the hospital with Rick a lot. I was not committing to the party shares at all over the last like three weeks. And it's like, okay, no, my sales are slow. So maybe there is something to it. Definitely. Yeah. That's something I want to give another shake at. I think I did the same thing where like a couple weeks there, I was pretty good at remembering I just gotta write down what times those parties are at because then <laughs> they're at the same time every day now oh, I don't sweet. well I, you'll have to account for your time change but here it's at one's at 9 a.m one's at noon and then there's one at four and on some days there's one at 7 p.m hmm. okay that's good to know because then it's like if you know what time it's at you can just because I I would do that I think that's why I kind of fell off the wagon is because I would check yeah and be like oh is there a party right now and it'd be like party in 38 minutes and it's like well then I would just totally forget about it the rest of the day (laughs) yeah yeah that's something I want to try again too and then another thing we are thinking about right now is taking an honest look at our inventory so I touched on this a little bit earlier but making sure that the brands and styles that we have in our closets right now are still just like checking in on how they are selling currently on Poshmark. So if they are brands or styles that maybe are just like not as popular on Poshmark right now, considering bringing those to like a Buffalo exchange or Plato's closet or something like that to see if we want to just trade them in for some of those trade in some of those lower items for a couple really good pieces from Buffalo exchange and have another top seller like my dress yes <laughs> we haven't mentioned the dress in a few weeks I know I was just like oh I'm so proud of that dress <laughs> but I was even thinking of like 
I've been going to the bins a little bit more now that I've realized there's one in Dallas. <laughs> and that's closer to me. Yeah. And I want to try it more to things straight from the bins to Buffalo Exchange. Like, I really haven't yeah. given that a fair shake yet. And I'm excited about that, trying to find a couple really good pieces from Buffalo Exchange with some items from the bins. Basically free money at Buffalo Exchange. Yeah. (laughs) An example of this that comes to mind for us is Madewell jeans. We've talked before. It seems like two years ago, we would pick up any Madewell jeans we could get our hands on. It didn't matter if it was an older style. Like even like the, like some of them they don't even make anymore, like the alley cat, skinny jean, more like mid-rise. Even like the, the nine inch skinny jeans. You know how the Madewell jeans even have like the old label where yeah. it says Madewell versus like the newer one that looks like cleaner and smaller. We'd pick up any and all and we could sell like them all for our they would $50 flip quickly. Plus. Yeah. Always within like a week or two and always for over $50. Yeah. Um, maybe some of those really old ones you could sell for like $42 or something, but like still pretty yeah. good. And the more current styles would sell for even higher than that. That's one where that's like the one that comes to mind for me of like that I noticed the biggest drop off. Like I feel like the skinny jeans sell for like $20 now. Like they do not sell for a lot and they don't sell very fast. Even some of the like more current styles, I guess, even those are not selling as fast anymore. And definitely not for more than 50. Definitely probably for more like 40, maybe even less. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I still have some of the skinny jeans that I bought like years ago, and I need to relook at the prices on those. And then even some of my like, like I have these like boy jean ones that I yeah. thought were going to be like I have nailing it, and they're still kind of hanging around my closet. So, so maybe it would be time to look at our inventories you know, not just made well, but like across the board, things that used to sell when we first started. And if we've been hanging on to them for a while, or maybe even that we haven't been hanging on to them, but we just didn't, we didn't change our buying fast enough where it's like, we're right. just continuing to pick up Madewell jeans the last year when we maybe should have been researching those comps a little better and not just falling back on. They used to sell for this much so fast. Um, right. And decide if we want to, you know, depending on how much we paid for them, um, it, we could probably still sell them ourselves for more than we would get from like a Buffalo or Plato's, but at least we could price them accordingly so they could move a little faster and we could just get the cash in hand and reinvest in some pieces that are going to sell for a better profit. I know. I'm curious. Some of these that I got for like a really low price, I'm, I'm considering bringing to Buffalo because that would be an yeah. awesome way to just get rid of them but yeah I feel like my mindset for brands and styles really needs to be updated (laughs) so I'm really excited about that trend report and yes and really sticking to it I feel like I've done a better job with the Madewell jeans specifically like at my Plato's closet they have like a ton of them these days but a lot of them are the skinny style or they have them too too priced up to buy to resell so I don't end up picking them up like I used to, but yeah, sad day. Mm-hmm. 
And then another way we are going to set ourselves up for success in August and the fall months here is kind of similar to looking at what has been selling for certain brands. We also want to look at like some of the the top like resellers that we follow on uh, social media and YouTube and stuff like that to see like what is selling for them recently and like is there any brands that we don't know about or styles that we didn't even know were so popular right now just to kind of grow our knowledge and make sure we're picking up the right kind of items as well. Definitely. That can be a great way to learn about new brands that we haven't even heard of. So (laughs) always check out what the people that are doing what you want to do, what's working for them. So that way you can get inspired and keep an eye out for those same things. So yeah, those are kind of our thoughts of what's going on in July right now, how we're feeling you know, a little bit down, but we're not down and out. We're, we're hopeful for August and the fall coming here. So we have a series coming up kind of highlighting all these items we've talked about. So we will be doing an episode on each of these and they are an actual trend report episode. Another one is looking at brands that are selling right now transitional pieces, realistic goal setting, and then looking at Poshmark's active users year over year and other public info just to help us understand how Poshmark has changed over the last couple of years so we can update our strategies accordingly. So let us know which one you're most excited about. If you have any other episode ideas to help us get out of this summer slump here, but I'm really excited for these. This is going to be really like educational for us and hopefully you as well. Yeah, we're excited for some of these more like research-based episodes coming up. I know we've been reselling for a couple years online and you know we have this podcast that we share tips on, but we definitely don't know everything about reselling and there's so much to learn. And we want to be committed to like improving and constantly learning more about what's working and things we can do differently within our reselling businesses to stay inspired and stay competitive. Okay. And then like a last thought here about summer slowdown, you know, as we were talking this week about how we were feeling a little more discouraged lately with the slow sales and a little bit of a slump. One thing that kind of came to mind is, you know, in more of a traditional nine to five job, like when I worked retail, there would be like peak times of the year. And then there would be like slower times of the year when they would managers would want us to plan vacation time or time off during those slower periods, because, you know, first of all, it would like save on the payroll hours for this, for the store. And then also it would, it was like a good time of year to take a break because we didn't need as many hands on deck to like run and operate the stores during those times where it was slower. And then during the busier times of years, we would need all hands on deck. So kind of thinking in that way with our reselling, okay, the last couple of years, we're seeing a trend that for some reason, July is always our slower month. So what's stopping us from like taking the mindset of being like, okay, this is a good month for me to like take extra time to like have a break, recharge and focus more on like resetting for the next season rather than just like feeling bad about ourselves every day and being like, why are my sales not as good as last month when this and this and this? Right. if, if we're going to be slower, having slower sales, we might as well just be feeling 
at least getting the benefits of getting a little R and R in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I actually put my closet on vacation mode. Like, I feel like I always just leave it. Like if I'm on a trip, I always just leave it on because yeah. of like the days. Like I never take a trip long enough where I need to t- turn it yeah. off. Cause I'm always like home in time to get them out just yeah. in time. But yeah, I think that's a great idea to just like actually give ourselves a break, you know, next July, just decide like, okay, either plan a vacation or like, oh, I need to do some like house projects. I'm going to do them in July. Like it's really hot where both of us live. Might as well stay inside and do the house projects anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And give ourselves that break rather than I know it's happened to me the last two where I end up taking a break in July because I'm frustrated. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not like, you want to be able to enjoy your break. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely something we are going to keep in mind. Yeah. And I know we, we talked about how we were going to do a goal setting episode coming up, and that kind of plays into that too, in a way. Like, I think that's one thing we could have done a better job for this year. We're always just making our goals more just like on the month to month basis, that's what we're focusing on. And then kind of looking at the quarter and season as a whole, reflecting on it. Whereas now that we've had a couple of years of reselling under, under our belt, like we should have our goals, like our, you know, whatever our annual sales total that we're trying to make for the year for our business to increase from last year, we should have that number and be able to kind of divide it out over the months. So we know like, okay, during the months that, I'm expecting that I'm going to be busy and sales are going to be killing it. I know like I can maximize extra on those months. And then during the slower months, we can set a realistic goal. So we're not feeling like defeated. The, yeah. the months just have to increase month over month, over month, over month, over month. Cause that's not always realistic. Yeah. Even if you're increasing year over year, like the month over month, isn't it always going to just be an upwards trajectory? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That makes me think about, when I worked at McDonald's in high school and college, when we'd make the look at the sales projection for the day, it was always based on the prior year day. Yeah. And then it would take into account if there was any buses that like, <laughs> like yes. you know, and like a, a bus full of kids shows up. So it's like if there was like three buses on that day. It's like, okay, well, that kind of inflated the sales, you know, or if there was any other special event in town that would be like noted down as well. But yeah, it was based on the prior year actual sales rather than like prior month or something because yeah. like, the seasonality of just like what's going on or, you know what I mean? Things like that. It's a better indicator than the prior month, I guess. Yeah. We did the same thing when I worked at, um, H&M was like, we would take note if it was like, okay, we had a lower sales day, but like my store, one of the stores I ran was in Minnesota. So it would be like, oh, but we had to close the mall early because of the weather that day. So like, you yeah. like <laughs> give the notes, the backstory of if there was any outside factors, what was going on. And then like, as a, the store manager, like at, towards the end of the year, we would be like really involved in writing the budget for our store for the next following year. And it would all be based on like, okay, how we did last year each month. And like, if we, we would try to commit to like the new budget, we're like, okay, we're going to try to increase the sales by 2% or whatever it was going to be. And, but it was all like by month, but they, all the months were weighted from like what they were the previous year. 
And then we would also note, like, if anything weird was going on with staffing, being like, oh, well, we, there was like turnover during this month. So we were short staffed by like, right, whatever percent. And then plan Factor our resources that, that way yeah. and plan our sales goals that way. So I think that's something we could do a lot better with for our reselling businesses is being like, okay, like, yeah, how do we apply that planning mindset and making sure we're setting ourselves up for success, but still being able to feel good about our goals and that we're moving the right direction. Definitely. Yeah. That'd be something to note down like in a spreadsheet or like on a piece of paper or something of like the sales for each month. And then like, as each month goes, like writing little notes about like, Oh, like I was out of town for a week or, Oh, my husband had his appendix out for like, four weeks (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so so hopefully next next year if he has his no appendix issues like I should be able to do better in theory in theory (laughs) yes you'll be way more available yeah but just noting those down because I feel like it's it's we're pretty good at comparing like the last two months to each other of like the differences in our schedules or you know reasons why it'd be different from the last month but yeah looking at that year over year a little closer and making those notes so then we don't have to remember a year ago of like when did I take that trip or like when was I really busy at work or whatever it is that might have or when was that really good sourcing day that I like found all those really great items or something that'll just help us yeah for some patterns so awesome well I'm really excited I know my attitude has radically changed and improved over the last couple of days, just talking about that, this with you making the outline and recording this episode. So I hope everyone else is feeling the same as well, just a little more uh, motivated for the rest of the year here that if your sales have not been great over the last few weeks, you're not the only one. <laughs> and <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. So Definitely. And if you like this episode, please feel free to leave us a five-star glowing positive review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Um, That that really makes our day and also helps other people find our podcast and helps our podcast grow. Yes. Also, if you have a listener win, especially in the month of July, that would be awesome. Or a question you'd like us to discuss on an upcoming episode, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Sisters Who Posh, or you can email us, sistersuposh at gmail.com. All right. We'll be back next week. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye.